Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Hello, and welcome to a new podcast series. My name is Thad Ismart. I am a senior financial planner at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. And today, we're going to talk about retirement numbers. What is your retirement number? Or what is a retirement number? A retirement number can be many things to many different people. It can be an age. It could be a year, the year you want to start to retire or think about retire, or maybe the year that you are going to retire. It could be a savings rate. How much do you need to save? How much should you save? Or a withdrawal rate. How much can you take out of your retirement accounts? How much can you take out on an annual basis or monthly basis so that it lasts your lifetime? It can be retirement income. How much will you need to come in from all sources to live a comfortable retirement? Or how much do you need at age 60 or age 65 in order to retire comfortably? It could be all of these retirement numbers. I'm going to talk through many of these different types of retirement numbers. And at the end of the podcast series, there will be a number of them. I will suggest that everyone needs one retirement number. So stay tuned for this podcast to come after this one so that you can get an understanding of what that retirement number is. First, let's talk about a savings rate. You may have heard the rule, 10% rule, 10% rule of thumb. Save 10% of your gross income. That's how much you need to save as you go through get to retirement. There are some pros and cons to this. The pros are that it's your savings increases as your salary increases. So as you get raises, 10% of a higher number is going to be a higher number. So make sure that you keep up with your salary and you're going to keep increasing your savings over time, assuming that you do get those raises. It also ensures that you get company match. Many employers offer matching contributions if you match up to a certain amount. If you are contributing 10%, most likely you are, you are going to get that free money, that company match that your employer may offer. It's a general guide to get younger folks started. It's more helpful to younger savers than it is to older savers. If I were to suggest to an older saver, maybe someone who is within 10 years of retirement, telling them to save 10% may or may not be a good idea. They may have already saved enough or may, they may not have saved enough. So saving 10% may not be a good guide, but it is good for younger folks. It's not helpful if your salary or your lifestyle expenses increase rapidly. What I mean by that is if your income goes up significantly or if your expenses go up significantly in a certain year, specific year, or both, then saving 10% may or may not get you to where you need to be, especially now that you are used to a higher lifestyle. It's not very helpful for those with little retirement savings because if you don't have much in your nest egg, a sizable nest egg, then you need to save probably more than 10%. So the 10% rule may not apply. It also doesn't consider life changes. Saving 10% is great when you're young, but when you get married, should you still save 10%? What about when you have children? Should you still save 10%? Should you increase that? So it's a good guide to get you started, but as you go through as you life and get closer to retirement, you want to make some adjustments. I'm going to give you an example. Jerry, he's 25 years old. His take-home pay is 50000 per year. He saves 10% or $5,000 annually. 
we are going to hit, assume his income increases by 4% annually. And we're going to assume his investments, his nest egg, his retirement assets, grow by 7%. He's going to work for 40 years. What we find, though, is in that scenario, in order for Jerry to maintain his lifestyle, because if he's making 50, saving 10%, 5,000, he's going to be spending 45,000. This is a very simple example. It doesn't take into consideration taxes. But you can see that his lifestyle expenses are $45,000. It actually takes Jerry 20% savings annually. He needs to save twice as much to get to where he needs to be to maintain his lifestyle. That means his take-home pay would be $40,000 as opposed to $45,000. He would save $10,000 as opposed to five. dollars So you can see the rule is a 10% rule is a good guide to get you started, but maintaining that 10% increase or 10% savings rate will not get you to where you need to be unless you downsize your lifestyle expenses. I would suggest altering your savings rate if you're a younger person getting started, save 10%, and then slowly increase it. But instead of saving 10%, save on your raises. And here's an example. Now we have Sam. Sam is living on 45,000 per year. Same scenario. Sam saves 5,000 per year. Lives on 45, saves five. Does not save 10% of his salary. Instead, he saves 50% of each of his raise and spends 50% of his, uh, each of his raise. So he's not maintaining the 10%. Instead, every year that he gets a raise, he saves half, spends half. His savings rate triples that of Jerry because there's a compounding effect over time. He still enjoys the raise because he's increasing his lifestyle, but he's increasing his savings by a faster rate than just the 10% of his annual raise. This example is not made to confuse you. It is just to give you an idea of why the 10% rule may or may not apply and why it shouldn't be stuck to throughout your career all the way to retirement. Adjustments need to be made. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more podcasts in this series about your retirement number, We'll talk about more retirement savings numbers. We'll talk about savings rates. We'll talk about additional retirement numbers. And then in a few podcasts, we'll talk about the one retirement number that everybody needs. You don't have to worry about any of the other numbers. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.